You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you're well today. Today, we're going to talk about signs that you might be neurotic. And I thought this would be an interesting episode to do because I am neurotic. <laughs> and it's funny because the, the, the most of the neurotics that you see are always like uh, Jews in TV. Seinfeld, Larry David over at Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, Woody Allen, right? These are all like known neurotics. And so you might have heard the term, oh my God, you're so neurotic, or I think I'm neurotic, but people really don't really know what that means. So I'm just going to go over uh, and peruse like some examples of neurotic behavior instead of going over the difference between neurosis and neuroticism and, you know, get all, get all um, DSM-4 about it. So let's go to it. Example number one, general irritability. The proverbial crabby neighbors display neurotic behavior when they routinely complain about minor issues. When they're constantly nagging you to be quiet, stay away from their property line, or to keep your kids off the sidewalk, they may be showing signs of neuroses. Number two, complaining about physical symptoms without a cause. Plenty of neurotic behavior comes in the form of mysterious complaints about physical symptoms that have no medical cause. When someone with no diagnosable illness talks a lot about their bodily symptoms, they annoy others. Their relationships may suffer from their neuroticism. Man, I go through this. Like, I have psoriasis on my leg. It's not too bad, but it, it gets exacerbated in the winter because it's not getting sunlight, and I don't use medications. So I know sometimes hydrocortisone, for example, works uh, on, on psoriasis when it gets bad, but I don't want to put it because I know long-term steroidal use can lead to obesity, right? And I, you know, I'm a former overweight child. So no, I won't do that. So it's like little things like that. Or if I take an antibiotic, it's going to destroy my microbiome. You know, it's just all these things. Road rage. People with road rage are displaying neurotic behavior. After all, people make mistakes while driving. Some of them end in wrecks, but more often than not, they correct themselves and get back to driving well. Over-the-top anger at minor mistakes is a clear sign of neurotic behavior. Oh my God, I have so much road rage. It's it's not even, I don't think road rage, like I'm honking at people. I, I honk on occasion when they're really blatant in what they did. But I have road stress. Like I hate traffic. I've noticed it's the older I've got, bumper to bumper traffic. And especially if it's on a weekend, I'm like, why the hell is there traffic on the weekend? It drives me crazy. And it's not like if I have a place to go at a certain time, you know, I have to, you know, like a deadline. Okay, what? With some, you know, normal people have that too. But this is like if I'm not even in a hurry, I hate traffic. I hate traffic. Anxiety be about a child's safety. Number four, parental neurosis over the common risks children can take result in helicopter parenting. Though they might be well-intentioned, these parents do not create the conditions for a normal childhood. The parents' obsession with safety results in miserable, anxious, and self-conscious children. Now, luckily here, uh, I, I'm not a helicopter parent. My, uh, I would say uh, my kids, 
uh, probably deal with that more uh, when they're not with me. So like I'll we'll go to the park. I let them climb on stuff. They go. We go to the trampoline places. You know, we we I let them do stuff. And I tell my ex, you know, I'm like, you know what? Our kids are probably one of they're gonna break their one of the days they're gonna break a bone, right? They're gonna break their radius falling, or you know, they're gonna have a laceration that's gonna require stitches. You know, it's just part of growing up, right? It's just part of growing up. Uh, but you know, I think they get more. She gets more. Uh, worried about that so i think men and women in that regard are a little different men are much more willing to let the kids just go play right women are more the nurturers and the protectors men are more the risk takers and i think you see that with parenting as well number five being overly aware of psychological problems ironically people know full well that they're displaying neurotic symptoms but they still behave that way anyway being obsessed with their mental health can make their problems even worse of course you are troubled by serious symptoms it's important to seek help even then, you don't have to analyze yourself at every turn. I analyze myself at every turn. I'm highly, overly introspective and retrospective and self-cognitive, just highly. You know, and a lot of my neurosis is probably best manifested in my sleep. I have neurotic insomnia. I've had it for three and a half years where I can go anywhere from 30 minutes to, you know, some nights I get seven Uh of, of sleep and a lot of it is just my neurotic mind to the point where the sleep hygiene that I implement is just crazy crazy I have to have two fans on for white noise I have to have earplugs the, the room has to be exactly 63 degrees I has to be pitch black I have to have a certain pillow that I hold I have to have a certain pillow between my leg my hands have to be in a certain place or I won't sleep you know it's just all this just and even if you guys are listening you're like damn Greg that's tough man you're crazy like just just be glad you're not a neurotic you're not a neurotic because yeah it is horrible and my relationships have suffered because of my my neurotic insomnia very much so uh, number six, emotional distress over everyday events. It's perfectly normal to be upset when bad things happen, but it's unreasonable to get upset over something minor. Breaking a fingernail, spilling your breakfast cereal, or being 10 minutes late to meet a friend are all examples of common problems. There's no need for something minor to ruin your day. Um, yeah, I mean, the little things. You know, like I had a friend who recently passed away. And uh, the guy, man, had a troubled life. You know, he was overweight in high school, kind of like I was. Very much like I was, but he didn't lose his weight. He did football instead, and the football coaches wanted him, of course, to gain weight, right, to be offensive line. So then he became a type 2 diabetic early in his 20s. Then a few years after that, he got testicular cancer. He had to have his testicles chopped off. And then about 10 years, five years later, he lost his kidneys. He had renal failure, so he was on dialysis. Then he was on dialysis for 15 years. And then during that time, his diabetes got so bad, he had his leg cut off. And then he died recently. He was only 46 he died. And I was thinking, man, if one or even a tenth of those things happened to me, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I mean, I can't even handle sleeping when I am healthy, you know, and I have no pain. And I was like, ah, man. And he was resilient, always in a good mood and all that. But like little everyday things, oh, yeah. I mean, I am cognizant. Again, this is part of the problem of being neurotic, right? You're overly analytical. And lots of times people just, oh, just shut your brain down. It's it's so much easier said than done. I mean, I guess you have to smoke pot or something like that. 
Number seven, this is a big one for me, guilty behavior. People who are prone to neurotic behavior often show, shines, show signs that they're feeling excessively guilty over the things that aren't their fault. Or they behave guiltily when they have done something so minor and no one even noticed. They may apologize profusely or avoid eye contact because of the guilt. Uh, in the Catholic world, this is called scrupulosity. Scrupulosity, when you think everything you do is a sin and so you go to confession like five times a week. right? And it's not like even legitimate mortal sins. I, I have guilt all the time, all the time. I don't know if this is be, you know Catholic guilt or my early childhood trauma guilt. I don't know. I'm guilty. I'm guilty that my kids suffer from you know divorced parents. I'm guilty um, that you know uh, just just personal decisions I made. Lots of times, if I have sex with a woman, then I feel guilty afterwards because it's fornicating. So I guess that's linked to the Catholic thing, and just constantly feeling guilty all day, all day. Number eight, obsessive thinking or ruminating. Obsessive thinking is only is not only a neurotic behavior, but it can lead to depression. When you often ruminate about things you should have done differently or about minor problems in your life, other types of neurotic behavior can follow. Yeah, this, again, obsessive thinking, right? You, you just cannot turn off your mind. You're constantly thinking, constantly ruminating, constantly thinking. And, you know, and, and I bump into people who are totally opposite of me, right? They don't think, I'm not saying they're low IQ, but they just, just they can just be, right? They can just watch TV and be. They can just, don't think, they're just, just there. <laughs> I'm like, God, how do you do it? How do you do it? I envy them. Number nine, perfectionism. Most people want to do well in whatever they do. There's a difference between that and feeling you must do everything perfectly. People who are perfectionists usually spend more time than necessary completing tasks because they're de determined to avoid making a mistake. Luckily, I am not this. I am not a perfectionist at all. I mean, you, you've heard my podcast. They're not perfect. That's not like I'm adding music and it's like an NPR podcast or if I don't stumble over some words. I make mistakes on these things all the time. But there is, a, there is a saying, paralysis makes perfection, or perfection makes paralysis, one of the two. That if you're trying to do something perfect all the time, you're going to blink a month later. Like, think of writing. You're going to blink a month later and have nothing on the page. And I don't have that. So I, I personally rather have inferior content than no content. And this is how I can have a podcast that has, you know, plus 250 episodes and essential oils has 50, confessions has over 50 and, uh, you know, I have like 400 pages on my website on recipes because I can do that because I'm not a perfectionist. So in that regard, I'm not. Number 10, dependency. Being too dependent on others to meet your daily needs can cause a variety of neurotic behaviors. For example, rather than doing something for yourself, you whine about your problems hoping someone else will solve them. You wait for others to do things for you when you could be taking care of your own needs. You become clingy and at time irresponsible i would not say i'm irresponsible but yes i am fully cognizant of the fact that i wear down my friends because i'm texting them and not like 20 times a day maybe a couple times a day and, and you know i try to be balanced you know because they said there's that idea of you know who's a toxic friend it's a to friend who always it's one-sided the relationship's one-sided right you're only it's only that person asking you to do stuff or unloading their stuff on you so I try not to do that, but I know I'm neurotic. My friends know I'm neurotic. I tell them, and they know already. And uh, it's exhausting having a neurotic friend, right? Because think of what we've already talked about, right? Obsessive thinking, guilty behavior, anxiety, 
complaining about physical symptoms, general irritability. It's, it's a lot of negativity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. So you could see why people who are neurotic, um, they need that nurturing. They need that clinginess. See, they can be overdramatic, so they can get attention. And then they want to be in a relationship because they want they need somebody to take care of them and, and you know tell them uh, that everything is going to be okay. Eleven trouble getting along at work. People who, have, who, who behave in neurotic ways typically have trouble getting along with work at work with others. Social neurotic behaviors like being needy, whiny, dependent, and argumentative can take a toll on your business relationships and keep you from succeeding at work. Yep, had that. Yeah. See, I'm being honest. This is like confessions of an obese. I should put this on confessions of an obese child. Number 12, difficulty taking care of basic needs. Neuroticism can keep you from taking care of your basic needs. If you feel unwarranted sadness or anxiousness, you may find it difficult to complete routine personal tasks like bathing and grooming. You may also have trouble sticking to a healthy eating plan or getting enough sleep because every little disturbance makes you feel anxious and overwhelmed. Well, I do groom and bathe. That's not a problem. And especially when you're bald, it's pretty easy to do you know, routine personal care. But this great, the second line is so true. Uh, getting enough sleep because every little disturbance makes you feel anxious or overwhelmed. Like I, I'm so neurotic. I cannot have a ticking clock in the room where I sleep. That drives me crazy. I, I can't handle that. I have to move every clock out of my out of my room. And if I don't have a fan on, there's no way I'm going to sleep because then I hear every little creak and then I hear my heartbeat too. Yeah. It's horrible. 13, relationship problems. Relationship problems are common for people who, have, who behave in neurotic ways. They might nag, whine, and expect their partners to do things that they could do for themselves. They may try to control their partner or they may accuse them of being unfaithful without any evidence of cheating. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, again, why would you want to be with a neurotic? I mean, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And you try to control their partner because not because you want to control them. Like, you can't talk to this person. You got to be home. But it's because you neurotics need to control their environment, right? Just like with my neurotic insomnia example, we need to control the room we're in, right? The, the sleep, the temperature, the darkness, the fans, all this. And so we, we try to control things in our life just because it gives us some sanity and some relaxation and some peace of mind. And when that's thrown off, like with my friend Roy's health problems, if I have any of those things, I'd be discombobulated and thrown off. So we, yeah, we, do, we do try to control and because of this, you know, my relationships have suffered, right? Imagine trying to live with somebody who is so neurotic. It's horrible. I don't blame them. 14, being a drama queen. The term drama queen is very popular, especially on social media. A drama queen can be anybody, male or female, who stirs up controversy among their friends or makes a big show of emotion about minor incidences. When you make everything a big dramatic production, not only you make yourself miserable, but you also disrupt other people's ability to have a peaceful day. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't say I'm like histrionic drama queen, like best exemplified by African-American women on television shows. You know, the ones that are like, oh, no, 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 no. And they're yelling and snapping their fingers and moving their hands. No, I'm nothing like that. But definitely... um, you know, make everything a big dramatic production. It makes your life miserable, but you disrupt other people to have a peaceful day. I think so too. I mean, people just don't want to hear. People don't want to hear your your issues all the time, right? And I'm aware of that, so that's why I try not to over overdo it with the friends. Fifteen excessive sadness over minor events. There's nothing more mentally unhealthy about being sad over a major loss. However, sadness, crying, and staying in bed over small setbacks can indicate neurotic behavior. Maybe you lost the pen you used to sign the mortgage on your first house. Maybe your child showed a new sign of maturity. 
A moment of sadness might come, but when you foster it and let it grow until it affects your functioning or temperament, that's neurotic behavior. I, I, I can have excessive sadness over minor events. Yeah, little things. Sure. No, I'm not crying in bed or anything like that. I'm not that type of person. I'm, t I'm too, like, routine-focused where I could just be sitting in bed all day. That would drive me crazy, and I'm, I'm certainly not the type that sleeps late. 17 or 16 envious behavior people who display neuroticism are often very envious of others you want to have the possessions that others have you want to have their opportunities or advantages you want to be them you express these desires with neurotic behaviors like sabotaging begging others to give you what they have or even stealing um i don't sabotage people and i don't beg others to have what they have but yeah i guess i'm envious sure i don't know if i'm envious of people's possessions more than uh, you know, other people, like if you see a nice house, you're like, I want to live in that nice house. But no, I don't, I don't think this one really applies to me. 17, reacting ne negatively to neutral events. Sometimes the events that upset you are neutral, but you react with a habitual negative response. For instance, your mail carrier might place a package on your doorstep rather than knocking first to get your attention. If you get upset anyway, even though you heard the carrier, saw the carrier, and received the package without a hiccup, this is a clear sign of neurotic behavior. Um, I, I, am, I am a cynic, of course. I'm, I'm, I definitely am a pessimist and a cynic, and I would probably react negatively to most neutral events. I, I'm completely honest. 18. Panicking in relatively non-threatening situations. It's natural to panic in threatening situations. It's part of your ingrained fight-or-flight response. However, if that response system kicks in when nothing is threatening in your environment, neuroticism is likely prompting your unnecessary panic. Yes. Panicking in relative... Yeah. I mean, I, I have this with the neurotic insomnia where... Uh, I have this thing called catastrophizing, right? I only slept for two hours. Oh my God, I'm going to end up in a in a in a in a, an asylum. Oh my God, I'm going to be dead in four days. Oh my God, you know, there's no perspective. You just automatically jump to the worst conclusions, and that's what neurotics do. We jump to the worst conclusions of everything. Instead of saying like, you know, calm down, it's going to go away. You know, there, there's that that thing they tell you. It's like, imagine the best thing that can happen, and imagine the absolute worst thing that can happen to you. And then probably the absolute worst thing won't happen. But neurotics always think the absolute worst thing will happen. 19, displaying emotional instability. Because you're so easily thrown off balance by even the smallest events or circumstances, you behave in unstable ways. You may seem to be doing fine one minute and then get angry the next. This might be followed by sadness a few minutes later. No one can count on you and all your relationships suffer. Uh, yeah, I can be emotionally unstable. I mean, not like, like I'm raging and crying. No, it's more like... Um, I'd say that I'm in, I almost like in a perpetual state of cynicism and sadness, but not always, not always. Yeah. Last one, inability to function in everyday life after an unrelated trauma. PTSD could be considered a type of neurotic behavior. You may have had terrifying experiences in war. If it sounds like fireworks going off triggers a relapse and you've experienced a neurotic episode. Similarly, you may have been abused by a parent when you were a child. And if you felt scared when you were alone and around another adult, then you might be experiencing neuroticism. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, of course, there's going to be a connection between neuroticism and, and early childhood trauma. I mean, I know in my case, you know, I had a neglectful mother, and, a, a neglectful mother, and a rageaholic, uh, alcoholic, uh, volatile father, and I, I never got like stability or nurturance from either of them. My father would be nurturing when he was not raging, but overall, I didn't, and that's why I turned to food. So I think that definitely there's a connection uh, be between the two. Um, but I am able to function every day, you know. I, I mean, I release episodes and podcasts and all these things but all the time. 
All right, so, I mean, these are 20 things that might indicate you're neurotic. Now, I mean, what are some things that we can do? You know, you got to build your self-esteem, make an effort to do things for yourself, have clear responsibilities. I think CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy is probably the best way to treat uh, neurosis uh, because it's all about changing your thought process. See, the thing about like neurotics is like you can have it all. You can be, let's say, rich and in a relationship and all these things, but you're miserable because you're kind of trapped in your mind. It's a, it's a, it's in a mental prison. It is truly a mental prison. And I think the best examples of this um, would be found in television. You know, uh, there's shows that, that show neurotics. But just in generally, though, those that show neurotics, like the comedians I mentioned at the beginning, are all comedians, so we think it's funny. But I think somebody like Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm, more than Seinfeld, because Seinfeld's 20 years ago and a lot of people haven't watched it, but Curb's has its new season on right now, and it's got 10 seasons. And if you watch that show, which is just hilarious, Larry David says things that nobody would say, and it's because he's neurotic, you know. And lots of times he, he's, he doesn't intend to be mean or anything like that. He just speaks his mind. Uh, but he does exemplify some neurotic behavior. So guys, in, in, in review, general irritability, complaints about physical symptoms without a medical cause, road rage, anxiety about your child's safety, being overly aware of psychological problems, emotional distress over everyday events, guilty behavior, obsessive thinking or ruminating, perfectionism, dependency, trouble getting along at work, difficulty taking care of basic needs, relationship problems, being a drama queen, excessive sadness over minor events, Envious behavior, reacting negatively to neutral events, panicking in relatively non-threatening situations, displaying emotional instability, inability to function in everyday life after an unrelated trauma. All right, guys, that's all I have to say. So if you fit like, I don't know, two-thirds of these things, chances are you're neurotic. Yes. (laughs) All right, the website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check out the articles. There's a lot of recipes there. Try them out. I would appreciate that. If you want to support us, because it does cost money to run this site and to run the podcast, uh, you can donate through our PayPal link. Uh, Be generous. You can buy one of the books that I've written, Confessions of an Obi Shot or Revolutions of a Weight Loss Warrior. Talk about my weight loss. If you need some one-on-one coaching, contact me through Clarity FM. The links will be in past episode notes, because I'm like four episodes behind right now. I'm putting in all the words in the episode notes. And so these are some ways. The easiest way to support us is just go to our website, Naturopathic Earth, and click on the Amazon links that you'll find mostly in the food recipes, and that takes you to Amazon. And anything that you buy on Amazon within 24 hours, uh, we get a 2% commission and no expense to you. What else can you do? The three podcast channels, you can support us by subscribing to all and posting an honest review. Posting the honest review really helps. It just helps with our analytics. But, of course, we have Confessions of an Obese Child. We have Holistic Health News, and we have the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. The Essential Oils, we just did Dillweed and uh, Siberian Fur. Yes. So go check those out. All right. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.